Things are going to start happening to me now. You've done all the reading. You're a scholar. You're a professor. You've done all the reading. You've done the intellectual heavy lifting. More or less, eat shit and die. You wouldn't know a fact if it begged you all night long. want to, like, um, you know, give the wrong impression because I am... I, I am very high. Fucking ran up behind him with a hatchet. Smash, smash, smash. Yeah. Care. I'm a libertarian. What I'm getting is. Did why? you vote for Judge Jorgensen or Trump? Who? That's Joe the, Jorgensen. That was the perfect answer. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to the next edition of Libertarian Podcast Review. This is your humble host, Tyler Yonke, coming to you from a Friday, what is it, April 22, 2022. Hope you're all doing good. It's a Friday. Uh, are you excited? I'm excited. <laughs> a lot to go over. Uh, I have a clip show. Yeah, an amazing clip show. We're going to get right to it. Let me just give you some updates. Who am I? I'm Tyler. It's for all the new uh, the listeners and, and subscribe. First of all, subscribe. Click the subscribe button to uh, YouTube. That's a great way. Uh, we're on Locals or as well under Libertarian Podcast Review. And also, you can find us. Uh, we stream live on Twitter. We're up there right now. Uh, and also on Odyssey. So Libertarian Podcast Review, I think it's just maybe at LPR on Odyssey. But the best way is to go to my Twitter page, T-Y-L-E-R-J-A-N-K-E. And then there's a link tree there. You can find everything, <clears throat> find all my snarky stuff and a little bit of uh, legal stuff you got as well. We're going to get into all of it. So uh, a few weeks ago, I put out a thing, Dave Smith, Joe Jordan, uh, Joe Jorgensen, sorry. And uh, just just to let you know, so I played a bunch of Dave's retort or what his, his whole thing on his podcast from like 2017. Um, and I didn't quite play all of it just in disclosure there, full disclosure, but nothing was of material. You can, you can go find it. Uh, I might just take the whole portion and post it up as its own thing. Just so everyone has a chance to it. Who am I? My name is Tyler. I'm an attorney. I live in Northern California. I do this libertarian podcast review. It's libertarian adjacent, right? Uh, what we say is we just, we're finding those autistic liberty stars. You just didn't know you needed to have in your life. But they're here, and you are going to get a earful today. And you can watch it as well. Okay, so I thought we would just start off with a few things here. I've been on a few shows recently. Uh, fact check this podcast with um, Justin Campbell. It's been great. I was on two episodes of that. <clears throat> uh, the Porky Mine podcast with Adam Nutter. Really had a good time there as well. Your Zero with Tommy Sammons. Uh, that, was, that was fantastic. That's audio only. Um, maybe I'll try to put some links in there. But once again, if you go to the Twitter page, um, you'll you'll see all that there as well. Uh, Outlaw Podcast with Chumley or Leighton Radner. Uh, and then fact check this podcast again about with um, Justin Campbell. We just did that last week. Uh, I did a double up on Tuesday, actually, this week. Um, <clears throat> the Outlaw Podcast, we talked mostly about the Johnny Depp stuff. I gave you a lot of some legal input there. I think um, you might really enjoy that. I'll probably steal those shows <laughs> and post them as my own. Uh, the fact-checked one, we had me, Justin, uh, hosted it. He does a great job. He just kind of sits back. So I'll throw some things out there. We had some homework to do that we checked out uh, this this uh, video. And then me, Jose Galasan of No Way Jose, and Magoo uh, of the uh, rant. What is it? Um, ignore the rant ignore the rant podcast dude has a i i, I really enjoy uh, being on shows with him because he's just got a fun easy going way about him uh not that jose and justin don't as well but um magoo good stuff there uh, anyway check that out it's kind of the demise of the internet and we talk uh there you know my goal on a lot of this stuff is serious talk on some of these things and then you cap it off with irreverence and it doesn't always <laughs> doesn't always go or people maybe don't always understand but i do by the way we're live so uh, i should probably look and see here uh, no comments no viewers perfectly fine this was just random um out in the open uh, if you check me it's just finding me in the wild friday drink okay let's start off <clears throat> with um so last last sunday I'm doing I'm doing yard work and I'm pounding away. I'm just doing the stuff in the backyard. It's sweaty. I'm hot. Da 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 da. And I'm just blowing through a bunch of the feeds of the unfit statesman uh, Zach Brown. 
And um, I just come across this clip, which I just want to play. First of all, the guy is super funny. I featured him a few weeks ago. Uh, so let's just play this clip from episode 176, the CIA, the Fed, and a Turk pill. Uh, and by the way, if you have a viewer out there, if you can't hear, let me know. We should be able to good, good to go. Thank you for joining me. And uh, listen, you know I love you. You know I love you. I got a big bump in numbers, by the way. And I want to give a shout out real quick to who I, I, I'm pretty sure is responsible for it. Number one, Pete Quinones. Number two, Reed Coverdale. And uh, number three, fuck, I forget his name. He he uh, hosts the pod review. Whoops, I had a Kanye video pulled up. Um, let me see, pod review. Let me see if I can get his name. Tyler Janke of pod review. He put me on his show uh, ranting about the Nazi presence in Ukraine. And so I think those three things that happened in like uh, the matter, you know, the span of like two days really gave me a bump in numbers. So if you're new, thank you for joining me. Um, join the Patreon. Don't be a little bitch. Don't be a little bitch. Fucking go to the Patreon. Don't be a little bitch. Okay. Don't be fucking Zelensky without a beard. Be, be, don't be Zelensky without a beard. Be Zelensky with the beard. Because for some reason, his PR campaign believes that him growing out a beard is going to make all the difference. And to be quite honest, they're not wrong. He looks much better with a beard. He looks, he looks just like way better with a beard. Without a beard, he looks, he looks like you know, like an SNL guy. He looks like he should be on the cast of SNL making woke, unfunny jokes. With the beard, he looks... With the beard, he looks like he is a conservative, but a moderate conservative from Maine, right? From Portland, Maine. So, you know, I mean, yeah, he owns guns, but he's also for very common sense gun control, and 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 he doesn't have a staunch opinion on abortion. But that's it, folks. Like I said, thank you to those three parties that I mentioned before, and uh, hopefully we'll keep growing. Like I said, it was a big spike. Um, I've I had more people join the Patreon than I thought would. I thought I was going to have like dead, you know, a dead like six months. I thought it was going to take a lot longer for for anyone to join. To be quite honest, I thought it was going to take a lot longer, but we've got patrons, and I thank you to all of you and everybody who supported the show up to this point. I thank you, and come back next week. And please, a Turkish man, for fuck's sake, have a little pride. Have a little fucking moral code, okay? Why don't you tilt your fucking moral compass toward north for once? Orally pleasure a Turkish man. Thank you! There we go. And that's that's Zach. He, <laughs> he has this uncanny ability. I thought I'd play that one for a few reasons. One, he just can, can kind of flow and... Uh, scatterbrained and go all, all directions uh so there's there's that part but i also should know that um abe lincoln was told hey abe you should you should have a beard uh, i think you look better with a beard uh it's much more conducive to whatever and he gets elected and then he gets killed in a theater so um just throwing that out there Zelensky ish problems that you brought up there zach okay uh but what i thought he was just then i saw today um Zach was on Reed Coverdale. Oh, first of all, thank you. Thank you for shouting us out. I doubt I was the one that had much to do with that, but I'd be glad to do that. And uh, obviously Pete and uh, Reed, much bigger reach. And then he was just on Reed's uh, show. So I thought we'd play some clips of that because once again, I thought uh, some good stuff, pretty funny. Zach Brown, not of the band, uh, but of the red haired variety. I would be uh, curious. To, and by the way, I play these clips at 1.25 speed just so I can get through them a little quicker. So if you listen to podcasts on a little bit more of an ump like I do, about one and a half speed, this is really going to kick you <laughs> kick you into gear when you listen to my clips that I play here. Uh, Zach Brown today, uh, at least, uh, was it today? I don't know. This is when I watched at least on uh, with Reed Coverdale, The Naturalist Capitalist. This one is about his, a little bit of his origin story, which um, I thought was uh, good stuff. Here we go. Go. You were a Tulsi supporter and a Bernie supporter before that. So uh, you were obviously not in the mainstream. Uh, you, you weren't in the mainstream wave of thought when it came to politics. But what, what brought you to where you are now? What was your journey like over the last couple of years? So I, I ping ponged around a bit. Um, when I first started, I was a Bernie supporter because I was, you know, young and wide eyed and thought I, you know, I said, wouldn't it be great if everybody could afford health care and they could just go in and get the best treatment and and bernie's was like yeah we can we could do that and i was like let's do it i was like i would love that i i don't want anyone to have to go in debt because they had cancer i i want that and and so i plus i even back then i knew about the clinton body count so even in the primaries when clinton and hillary was running i was like hillary's a <laughs> she, she, she might not be a lizard but she's not human um 
And so I voted for Bernie in the primaries, did not vote in the general election, uh, Hillary versus Trump. I didn't want Hillary, but I still de definitely was like, I had a little bit of the Trump derangement syndrome. That's what I get for living with my mother at the time. Um, this is when I, yeah, this is back when I was like 18, 19. And then, uh, weirdly enough, I, for a very short period of time, I was actually like conservative. So I, I was, you know, kind of, I, I started paying attention and what Trump was doing didn't seem to be all that different from what anybody else did, you know, like policy wise. And so I was like, this is not as bad as I thought it would be. And then what happened was particularly under Trump, I noticed the, the absolute deranged behavior from the left. And I was like, cause I never liked woke shit. I was always mm -hmm. very anti woke bullshit. And so I saw the deranged behavior of the left. And so I got into like those fucking, you know, own videos was like Milo Yiannopoulos owns college mm -hmm. student Ben Shapiro owns. And I'm very embarrassed to be saying this on your show right now. Uh, ben Shapiro owns fucking, you know, live Five -year -old hard with pink hair. Yeah. 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 Steven Crowder owns prepubescent child. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's truly, it was so. Hey, I, I was there at the time videos. too, man. It's all good. No, yeah. no, no, no shame. No shame. Yeah. So I got super into those and I'm like, you know what? I fuck it. I might be conservative. I very well might be conservative. And then I started kind of being like, I was, I, I would pay a lot more attention to conservatism and it's just, it wasn't even like within like maybe a month. I was like, ah, I don't know about all this. I don't know about all this, you know? And, mm. and so like, cause I would listen to like Mark Levin and he would, he would just like, even like Israel versus Palestine. I, I still am not even, I'm not even quite as anti-Israel and pro-Palestine as you are. I'm, you know, but even that, like when he was just blindly following Israel, I'm like, yeah, but that was a, like, he would be like, what was, what was the soldier? What was the IDF supposed to do? That 10 year old had a rock and they threw it. And I'm like, but that's not, that seems excessive. So, and then, so I just kind of slowly shifted away from that mindset. And I'm saying maybe conservative, uh, the conservative mindset really isn't for me. And then I just was not, it was nothing. And so that's when I started my podcast when I was legitimately nothing. Um, it's a with good time a slight, to start a podcast. Yeah, I know. There's just no political identity and really no idea what you're talking about. Um, so I was, I had traces of, of being slightly conservative and then nothing else. It was just a void. It was just a complete and utter fucking vacuum and where ideas went to die. Truly. I would think ideas out. Like I put these up on my Patreon and uh, it's like the first through the, <clears throat> it's like the first hundred episodes. I went back and listened to like episode five and I was like, what the fuck am I talking about? I can't even speak. I wasn't even speaking correctly. It was, it, it was insane. Truly. Um, and then eventually I forget who I first like was exposed to as far as like being a, like libertarian. I can't even remember who it was, but it kind of, I, I it was just by gradual exposure, I suppose, you know, I followed one libertarian and then another and then another and then another and then another. And then that was just, it was just kind of by, it was just through gradual exposure. I was like, yeah, this seems to be the closest thing I can get to, to a political community. Um, cause I, like I said, I still don't know if I consider myself fully a libertarian, but it's, this is by far, I'm very close. I'm very closely aligned and ah, we'll stop it there. Uh, so you get a little idea there. Ed, look, uh, we just popped in here. Tyler, you rock. Appreciate you and your show. That's David Brady. Uh, David, I thought, <laughs> I thought you just had a show. I did this one specifically to subvert yours. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, maybe you're done and over. I was checking out a little bit of it there. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, he also said the, the, this episode was glorious. It was. So I just thought one, one quick thing, kind of thing there. Um, you, you know, I know, first of all, Zach, it's an interesting story coming from the Bernie bro and he's young enough and to actually get out of that because sometimes we get so set in our it took me years to come out of the conservative thing and you know you still have some pull towards that in, in a few ways uh, but it was interesting also to hear that and then also to hear kind of his point of view of uh, Reed and saying um, you know I'm not as anti-Israel pro-Palestine I don't know if Reed's pro-Palestine as much as he's just bringing out and I, I kind of hope so at least that he's just bringing out the um, the, the atrocities and the, the stuff of, of Israel and I'm, I'm I think Palestine sucks as well honestly so that's just my own thing but anyway uh, that was pretty good so we're gonna play we're gonna try to rip through these clips here got another one with uh, Zach um, talking about Disney because it's important stuff going on with Disney and I'm gonna get into the merits of the Disney case uh, but take it away Zach 
as far as the Disney thing, I hate Disney. I hate everything about it. I went to Disney World once. I hated it. It was a disgusting park full of pigs. It's people, you go to concession stands and eat uh, deep fried food on a 103 degree day. And then you go on a ride and then you feel like puking. You get sunburned. (laughs) Your feet are sore. You're around your fucking family who's irritated. (laughs) You've been up since 6 a.m. because you had to make a little drive. And now you've been at the park the whole day and you know you're not coming back because you can't afford a fucking week uh, week's vacation. It's a disgusting park full of disgusting people. I think everybody who wants to go there should be executed publicly. Anybody who fucking has any interest in it, anybody who's watching Disney Plus over the age of 18 should be shot in the face because they are no use to our fucking, they're no use to our society. Everybody who likes Disney needs to consider suicide. That is the truth. Okay. Now, also, they like, ruined Star Wars. Just throwing that out there. I don't even like. I don't like Star Wars. I don't like. I, I don't like Star Wars just because I never got into it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No. I. I don't despise Star Wars as much as I despise Disney. Disney is for fucking. It's for. I. I. I uh, had a little bit of an interaction with a Down syndrome boy today. He's a full grown man. He's about five six. Very thick man. It was Down syndrome. They're thick. They're built. And uh, you know, he saw. Uh, he had a little sticker on his shirt, and the sticker was of Mickey Mouse. That's the level of intellect that you need to have to be interested in Disney, okay? So that means one of two things are happening (laughs) if you're interested in Disney. You're either retarded or you want to fuck children. There's no in-between in my mind. So as far as Disney, I hope Disney collapses and I hope there's a horrible thing. I hope hope Putin invades us and he hits Disney World first. That's truly what I hope. And mm-hmm. and like I said, as far as the tranny shit with the with the sexual sexualization of children, and and this you know this Disney CEO coming out and saying like, oh, I have three transgender children. It's like, well, whatever you're doing, stop then, stop it, <laughs> okay? I don't know what you're doing. Stop feeding them, get them on whole wheat. Stop with the Ezekiel shit. No more. Stop putting your bagels in the freezer, you dumb fuck. Because something something you're doing is making those kids fucked up. You should not have three transgender children. The stats just don't line up there. Uh, that's I love that. And by the way, once again, I'm on 1.25. So if he seems extra piped up, uh, that's that's what it is. Okay, um, we'll just keep moving on. Check that show out. Uh, check out Unfit Statesman. Obviously, read both uh, quality shows, and that was a good combo of the two there. Uh, I loved it. Okay. Um, oh, I, I did a su- <laughs> I did a super chat. This uh, is with um, Ricada Law. He had on. Uh, the guy law of self-defense who gets into it with uh, Michael Malice all the time. I did a super tweet, uh, super chat on the show. So uh, let's make sure this is all good and we'll just share it and run it. And then I'll make a little commentary. Yeah, sure. Libertarian podcast review says in California, domestic violence restraining order standard includes disturbing the peace. Rude text could be considered as such. And therefore her statements might be seen as true. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm just letting. <laughs> but what, what qualifies for a restraining order is not the same as what qualifies as abuse in a in a civil trial. Why? He doesn't explain. And, and I know Riquet is shaking his head. Yes, that's not all. And, and, and we'll go back here. Da, 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 da. There's in the civil trial. They're not having a civil trial over abuse. By the way, they're having a civil trial over whether sh- her statements constituted abuse now in family court as an example in california uh if you want to say there's been domestic violence and there's a pre uh, presumption that um, one of the parties has done this uh, and there is for like custody or support as an example it just has to be a finding by the court of domestic violence it could be findings in civil uh, family court uh criminal uh, uh, uh nolo contende a uh, uh, plead of that of, uh, of in the last five years so he's completely wrong because the standard that they're going for remember this trial is not about whether um johnny whether there is actually they're going to determine at the end whether he abused her or not it's whether her statements were true and then all the actual things here so let's get, keep going with barnes here those are two different things. They issue restraining orders like candy. Yes. And, and they ought to, I guess. No. It's fine. I don't have an objection. <laughs> but, but that's not the same thing as a demonstrated example of abuse in an adversarial trial. Yeah. And the, the, the trick is, does the jury believe she's domestically abused? And when the jury's heard a bunch of testimony about her punching Johnny Depp and no testimony... Except maybe there might be an instance where at one point he slaps her. Well, I picture that as domestic abuse. No, you don't. 
You can't possibly. You punched this man over and over. You chopped off his finger by throwing a vodka bottle at him. You cannot <laughs> possibly consider that domestic abuse. And you as a victim of it, unless you consider yourself as a perpetrator of domestic abuse in which no one believes you anyway. Hey, Johnny so. Depp, if you need a self-defense law of defense, just call me maybe. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, uh, Riketa's going on David Brady's show. Jealous? Yes, I am. Uh, play him that clip? <laughs> no. So, all they have to do in the trial, and, and my point of this, which I don't believe it's going to be the case, is um, if they're pointing out, and they're, because this is what bothered me right away, was you're seeing some of these texts that he's actually, if he says it to other people, it's not a big deal, but he's saying it to her. You have a, a, a point where they can say, and then they put it back, not the standard of abuse in a civil trial. There's there's three standards. There's criminal, there's civil, and then there's the family law. There's beyond a reasonable doubt. There's clear and, and um, uh, why am I not remembering the, the other standard? And then there's uh, beyond, um, beyond a reasonable doubt, clear and preponderance of the evidence. Anyway, there's three different standards. One is the family law is very easy, and it could just be disturbing the peace. And that was my point to that one. Therefore, if they can say, hey, look, this standard of abuse that she's claiming and that she went for domestic violence restraining order, now she's writing a story saying that he abused her, which could be disturbing the peace. That was my only point. Okay. Uh, anyway, check out the Riketa Law for a bunch of fun and fantastic stuff. We're going to go a little bit more into Deep uh, Liberty uh, Twitter. Uh, not Twitter, but um, shows here. This is, and, and this Chris was on our show not too long ago. It was nap time with Chris. This time he has on um, Top Lobster. And it got to do it. They, they weren't, for some reason, they're not on um, YouTube. So we'll, we'll do our best here with Odyssey. Sometimes it's a little sketchy with this stuff. But I thought we'd play this real quick. This is a, a robbery, assault, and murder game that they play with Jose, Clint, and Reed. Go. I'm going to give you. Right, before you start, if Reed Coverdale is not in here, I will be so fucking mad. But go ahead. Just go ahead. I'm about to violate the nap on you right now. <laughs> go so, ahead. Number one. Jose Galison. Okay. Number two, Clint Russell. Okay. And number three, just because I already had this planned, Reed Coverdale. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So uh, a rob, assault, and murder. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Right off the bat, murder, Reed Coverdale. That's it. <laughs> That's why I wanted it. <laughs> That's why I'm like, thank God he's on this list. Because I would if it was if it was murder, 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 I'd pick him three times. Okay. So now <laughs> we've got assault and rob. Um I would uh, now this is this is going to be controversial That's because good. well Jose's my boy I would assault Jose because I feel like he would he would really fight me he's like have oh. you ever seen him in real life not in person uh I've seen pictures I guess you know seems like a the guy like is someone I wouldn't really want to fight but he would put up a challenging fight if that's what you're looking for yes he's he's like he's wider than he is tall I mean he's <laughs> built like a brick shit house like he gave me a hug and I was like oh my god he's like like a small gorilla so I'm not, I'm not very tall either, but I have some good boxing acumen. I think I could assault him. I think I could keep him away with a jab, but he'd probably end up just smothering and fucking me up. And I, the only reason I said this about Jose, I'm sorry, Jose, I'm not sizing you up, but I would definitely, you got to rob Clint, right? Because he's the richest. Exactly. Oh, yeah, so, of that's, that's so true. Yeah. Instead of yeah. thinking about like, who to assault, yeah. Uh, and he's such, a, he's such a cool dude. He'd probably just give me like, here you go, man. You fucking <laughs> broke right. bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I have to rob you. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, Chris is in the, in the chat here and he says uh, he just got his YouTube channel back. That's great. Uh, one, Chris, you need, you still <laughs> got a new chair. Uh, he was on our uh, Kill Tony uh, episode not too long ago. We talked about that. We also talked about at the time how he's very good looking and probably like Jose, uh, Top Lobster. So uh, it was like watching uh, two of them, the same person on there. Um, anyway, I just thought I would real quickly mention here the different, the, the legal standards for each one of these robbery. Robbery is the taking and carrying away of someone's property without their um, without by force and fear, so that's what you got to do. <laughs> that's what you can have to do to Clint. Uh, assault in the law of tort is just it's assault. We talked about this actually when I was on with uh, Adam. Uh, assault is just putting someone under the fear uh, or apprehension of being hurt. So battery is actually physically hitting them. Assault can be uh, actually hitting them, but if you throw a beer bottle, like as an example, and they're not looking and it hits him in his head, that's just assault. It's not battery. Just thought I'd say. And murder, obviously, the unlawful killing of a human being with a, a malice of forethought. So those are the ones, yeah, evidently want to put murder onto Reed. Okay, uh, I'm going to play one more clip here. This was just to give you guys an idea 
of what the show nap time is where they play clips of different stuff and i thought this was a uh, fantastic because um this is a uh, one where you start out and you see it and you go like oh this dude's crazy and then the more you watch it and i'm not gonna play the whole thing because i want to encourage you guys to go watch it yourself um and then when you go and actually see the clips uh maybe it gives you a different idea this here we go we have an angry customer situation so i'm gonna go ahead and let it play and then we'll talk about it after Please don't yell at us. Yeah. Don't feel you, Kiki. You have no room to yell at us. I want to speak to the fucking person who made this drink. Is that you? <laughs> no, well, we don't know who made it, so. You don't know who made it? There are four of us here, so we obviously don't know. Fucking stupid, fucking ignorant high school kids. Okay, bye. I want to speak to the fucking Bye. Kid. Okay, you can call corporate whenever you want. Goodbye. Young son. Young kid. Fuck that. Fucking No, I don't care. Give it to me right now. Oh, shit. I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. Fuck you. What's that got to do with it? So, I wish we had an ending because, holy shit, this guy is barging in, ready to fuck them up, probably. I mean, God, man. Well, I've got got questions. So, this guy is angry. I mean, obviously, this guy's based, first off. So, it's very hard for me to find anything he's doing wrong here. (laughs) (laughs) I see these other wimps. They're wearing masks. They're terrified. He came in with no mask. He's complaining about his protein semen uh, smoothie. (laughs) What, What could possibly be wrong with it? that wrong i'll tell you what it was because i looked into this a little bit and it's actually <laughs> it's pretty nuts because i'm like why is this guy so pissed it almost like doesn't add up so apparently what happens what happened was this guy came in he got a drink and he specifically told them that his son was highly allergic to peanuts and so uh, he started drinking it his son and he had an allergic reaction ended up in the hospital so right now as this is happening his son is literally in the hospital and so this guy came over here to confront them and find out who did it <laughs> wait 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 think of think of how warm that smoothie is you do the smoothie out of right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he had to, he got the smoothie, then he brought his son to the hospital. God knows, probably 30 minutes away. Like, I'm going to show them. He's like, I got the evidence right here. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I just don't, I think these girls are retarded. And uh, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's not, I mean, that's not like a, that's not a revolutionary statement. Sorry, ladies. I love you. But this is, listen, if, if you made me this mad and this guy doesn't look like he's like a hot tempered dude, he's, he has a, what is that? Like a polo shirt on, like a, like a half zip up one of these things. The guy's got his shit together. You're talking about Pat Oswald over here? Yeah, the, exactly. Pat Oswald, dude. His wife's dead. His son's about to die. <laughs> and I mean, not for real. This guy looks like he drives like a, he, he drives like a Honda, maybe a new, a new Honda. He's like. Okay, well, we'll let you watch that. Patton Oswalt, that's exactly what I thought when I was first watching it. And by the way, um, there's no way he drives a Civic. He's That guy <laughs> That guy is a little short. He drives some sort of hopped-up truck, okay? Just throwing that out there. But um, that's what you get from Chris's show. Fantastic. I've been watching a bunch of these. Uh, and um, it, it's, it's hilarious. They, they just I just, just saw one of these on Legion of Skanks. Is it, like, is it justified hitting and they're having some women? And is it justified? And you'd say no until you watch it. And then you're like, yes, I would, I would crack my fist into that lady uh, quite uh, easily. Next show, we're going to cruise through these because uh, at the end, we got a bunch of uh, good ones here. Um, this is Prax Ben was on with um, Prax Ben response to Hassan Piker, uh, No Way Jose. I thought this was important because he had been featured on, uh, well, actually, let's just let Jose describe it. Here we go. Yes, it's Prax Ben. If you guys are a follower of part of the problem, you guys may remember. Uh, this is like, it's hard to explain because there's like layers to it. Uh, probably about, I don't know, maybe it was like a month, two months ago, a few months ago, he uh, he did this series, uh, 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 did a episode where he was shitting on Hassan, uh, which those episodes are always great where Dave goes after Hassan. And in that episode, there was a guy, I guess he's big on TikTok. I'm not a TikTok guy. Some of you guys may know him. He has a large TikTok account, Prax Ben. Uh, in that video that Dave was ma- making fun of, uh, of Hassan, Hassan was making fun of Prax Ben. Ironically, anyone who has even a introductory, like a cursory understanding of uh, libertarian theory, really knows that he was actually only making a, a fool of himself because it was pretty awful. But uh, yeah, that's that's who we got. We got Praxman today, uh, so this should be an interesting one. Um, I know he's riled some people up on Twitter as of late too. Uh, we may may or may not touch on that. I honestly don't even really care about that shit. But I don't know some people do, and if you want to drop in the live chat and ask about it, we'll fucking go into it. I honestly don't really care. Um, but as always, uh, just so you guys know the format uh, right now, if you're watching it on the 7th, you're watching the live stream, which is publicly. All right, we'll let Jose get into that. So I'm going to actually play you some of the controversy that we had here because uh, I <laughs> I got involved in it. 
Um, let's see if we can find, is that the one? Yes, that is the one. Okay. So here we go. Um, he puts out, uh, Prax Ben, who in his title here is called Hoppa's Son. Let's see if we can uh, just enlarge this as much as possible. Okay. So he goes, um, he puts it, Will Porter, who works at the Libertarian Institute, and he puts it there and he says, uh, assistant news editor at the Libertarian Institute, staff writer at RT, which is Russian today, Russia Today, I think, sometimes co-host of Con Interest, other bylines, anti-war, so he, he posts that screenshot of Will Porter, who does great work, and says, yeah, this is all kinds of wrong. I would think the same if a Libertarian writer was also a propagandist for the U.S. State Department. Okay, I get it. Um, but the, and I just responded, what are the odds those first expelled from Hans's own community are those with his name in their bio? I thought that was pretty apt. Um, anyway, that's some of the controversy, and he got railed for that. And partly is, I, and I get where he's coming from on that one, but um, f- part of that the issue there is that Will Porter does great work. So I doubt he's, you know, stooging for an RT is not a, a direct arm of the government. Maybe? We'll see. Okay, um, let's go in. So you got a few other ones here. Uh, Prax Ben, uh, he was said he was a little sick. He has a hundred some thousand followers on uh, TikTok, crazy. Uh, and let's go in. This one is called what's this episode issue here? Um, I don't know. Let's just play it away and see what they have to say. I think. Agoris and Hawkins are actually kind of like perfect uh, allies. I know. I know it's funny because they are really many times shown to be at odds. And that's to be fair. That's post-libertarian fair. stuff. Can that's be what it is. Cringy leftists sometimes. Uh, some of the ones that tr- get attracted to it. But if you think about it, the the prax the praxis that the Hoppians are in, uh, shooting for, and the praxis the Agris are shooting for, they kind of perfectly complement each other. Which I guess that's kind of where you get some of the post-libertarian movement that you see now is actually in some senses basically that. But uh, I mean, if you have a group of people who are trying to use political endeavors to, I guess, incentivize like private property uh, uh, rights and such, and then you have people like Agoras who are just trying to be entrepreneurs, obviously they're kind of a perfect match. Like, and I mean, yeah, sure, both of us can critique the other, but at the end of the day, we kind of, I mean, whatever, like we work well together, I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I uh, wouldn't consider myself one of the uh, post-libertarians. I definitely lean more in that direction of electoralism, but I think, you know, sort of the whole oh, uh, we shouldn't really care about principles. We shouldn't care about the non-aggression principle and stuff like that. I think that's yeah. getting into uh, total ridiculousness. Um, uh, there is a, Kinsella definitely explains argumentation ethics very well. Um, also, I'd recommend, there's a guy named Liquid Zulu, uh, yeah. Z-U-L-U. He's a, he's a small ANCAP YouTuber. He recently did a video where he explains it very well. Um, and I highly recommend that. It's like 16 minutes long. Um, and him and Anglo Libertarian also made several great videos kind of critiquing the post libertarians, which are absolutely uh, excellent. Now, I, I wouldn't say Hoppe would be in agreement with the post libertarians. No, I, I wasn't even saying that either. I was yeah. more, and I, I do want to clarify too. I think this is a common thing that happens. I'm not necessarily saying you're doing it when it comes to describing the post libertarians. I'm not trying to straw man them uh, because the post libertarians isn't, whenever people say post libertarians or practicing or whatever the hell they want to be called, they're, they don't really have a solidified practice. They're basically just a, a a rough group of individuals that sort of have a bone to pick. I, don't know. I just thought I'd finish this in. Uh, David comes out here and says the issue started, this is with Prax Ben, started with him dissing Scott Horton, having Max Blumenthal on the show and claiming he had a Marxist point of view. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, and yeah, I, you're, you're right. Uh, I always enjoy when Max comes on with, and he probably does have a Marxist point of view. If you listen to Scott Horton's interviews, fantastic, by the way. Uh, he's pushed back on several, I mean, when you need to, but sometimes you just get an info and 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 you you bring it in and that's fine. Uh, it doesn't mean that you, you throw out... Uh, Will Porter. Um, so yeah, uh, I did think that he was much better on this show than uh, I had kind of seen previously. But this is them actually taking apart some of the Hassan Piker um, video itself. If you're driving down a road trip, like there, yeah. a bathroom will appear out of nowhere. That's how it works. <laughs> it's a beautiful fucking future. I'm not like a, I'm not saying that the end all be all is cooperative corporations. I don't think that like everything should be a co-op. Okay, I'm not I'm not one of those individuals. But it's a good start. Hassan looks like a, a, a like a retard trucker on a 5150 hold in your bedroom. A lot better than fucking having an authoritarian and inarguably authoritarian uh, uh, way of organizing your workplace, which is what we exist under currently. Our empirical findings reveal that long-standing labor voice and corporate governance is associated with significantly depressed shareholder value, sale growth, and job creation. No way, dude. No way. Are you telling me that shareholder value diminishes when workers have a say, dude? What? Fuck. That's it, bro. Yeah, that's the yeah, point. Yeah, on this part, he like 
it just ignores the two other things I said. I'm like job creation, sales growth, and he's like, "Oh, hyper fixate on this one thing." Yep, he was looking for something. You can tell the way he is. He really, it really does remind me of like being in an argument with like a caddy on edge woman. He's just looking for the one thing to pounce on, and you gave it to him. Because that's Amen. one of the major things with co-ops is, and I went over this like that's why I went over that several times in this video. I'm like, co-ops don't create jobs; they don't grow. They just don't because you're not you, you have no freaking profit to grow. Like, yeah, you can have some co-ops sometimes that, that that can work fine especially if you have a bunch of retired socialists who need to be appeased hey go go start your freaking co-op but if you want an entire economy on that where you need more jobs and stuff like that like it's not gonna work they don't okay let's let's stop here because let's get to the real real issue um hassan's uh, let's see if i could expand this as much as possible um look at hassan's background he's got posters he's got balls and stuff in there and then you look at jose's I mean, it, Jose's at least a more organized. Is this the issue that you're taking? I mean, I think Jose's looks better. Um, Hassan's just looks like he's crazy. And he's got this random stuff. Like he came into your kid's bedroom and he just put up a mic where Jose, it's his own be <laughs> bedroom. I uh, love y'all, but uh, okay, we're done with that one. Uh, good show. I mean, because if you saw some of the arguments and some of the issues there with his, uh, with, uh, uh, Prax Ben maybe uh, gives you a little bit of understanding. Smart kid, um, maybe needs to get out in the real world a little bit on some of things. Uh, but uh, I, I'm not necessarily going to argue with him because I think he'd probably take me down. So I think uh, what he's doing on, on TikTok and stuff is pretty amazing. Sounds like he gets a lot of engagement and does well. And, and he was featured on Dave's show. So that was, that was a good one there. And he was a little sick that time, but uh, I enjoyed it nevertheless. Nonetheless, nevertheless, whatever. Um, let's go here. Uh, this Is this Liberty related? Maybe. Um, I didn't care. I thought it was actually super enjoyable. This was Dan Soder on Ari Shafir's uh, show, Skeptic Tank. And Dan Soder is one of my favorites. Um, he's Liberty adjacent because he's, he's friends with Dave and um, he's, he's not one of the woke people. So we give him some credit for this. And this, this episode was fantastic. It was what, two hours and 18, but you cut out all the RE intro and exit. It's about 45 minutes. No, it's probably around two hours, or, uh, two and a half or so. Uh, I mean, uh, 145, I guess. Um, but um, we'll just start some some clips here, and then you'll get the idea of what they're talking about. Dan Soder growing up, didn't have the best life, but he's really going through it. I have a lot of affinity for Dan, uh, Dan because, one, I love his comedy. Uh, two, he's a big 49er fan, as am I. Uh, he grew up in Colorado. I lived out there for years. So, And then when he's talking about being out here where dad died at uh, Clear Lake, I, I totally know where that is, too. So I just have a lot of connections, and I'm liking it. What? It's, it's, uh, we got a comment here. Starting at the beginning, trying to catch up on 2X go because i'm playing these things at 1.25 so you're gonna have to uh, speed up much more okay uh and that is might be wrong uh thanks for joining us and once again when it's done just rewind it and start from the beginning you're good to go um ari shafir dan soder we'll start off with the with the first 50 seconds here intro i saw my dad when i was 10 12 maybe 10 11 12 and then didn't see him again until he died. Wow. Like, he moved up there and it was that rapid. He got hepatitis C from a... Needle? No, from a chick he was fucking. Oh, my and that God. Turned into, <laughs> oh, my God. It turned into cirrhosis. Dude, like, no offense, but, like, what trash? It doesn't make any sense that you come from such trash. <laughs> well, my I mean, mom, I I my mom isn't trash. Loser. My mom isn't okay, trash. Okay, My mom is college-educated, worked in corporate what she, America. What was she, what was she, did she just have a nice dick? I mean, my dad could dick down. Yeah, dude, no, here's the thing about my dad. I don't think his mom had a nice one, Ari. I mean, I played this several times, and every time he says, did she have a nice... Okay, anyway. Yeah, my dad was on the fringe of becoming trash, and then when he moved to that town, it he gave up. He just gave up. Okay, and then we got uh, Ari's show. He has a long intro, about 20 minutes, and then you finally get to the part about Ari where he brings him in. So I thought we'd play some of this stuff from the beginning here. We're going to play several clips because Dan Soder, uh, take a dive in there. If you want to talk about someone who's overcome, he's successful. He sounds like just a great guy. And then, by the way, watch this because Ari starts with no shirt. Next thing he has a shirt. Then he's got, later on, he's got a hat and a jacket. Um, so it, it morphs, and it's got that... Uh, that I don't know. It's a good feeling. Good feeling show. Uh, this one is Dan Talks Stand Up. Uh, and like, uh, here we go. Talk Stand Up. Bullshit. Yeah, dude. Outdoor correspondent Ari Shafir. <laughs> I was surprised you said okay. I thought you were going to be like, nah, it's too hot. I want the AC. I was in a cab. 
Yeah, when you made the decision. <laughs> I was in an AC. Like, I was in air conditioning. Why wouldn't I be out? Why would we do it outside? And then you get out here and you're like, <laughs> I took his shoes off. Too. I take my nice. shoes off because I was like, all right, kind of feel like a we're little... gonna go for it. Yeah, yeah. I want to have a, a July Fourth barbecue up here. We had one last year. You're invited. Oh hell yeah, thanks, you lady too. Oh, I went to my. I, I had to go to. T- <laughs> I had to go take a sad trip to my grandma's last July Fourth. I wish Why? I was here because she's just old, oh. and uh, you know, I wanted her to meet Katie. But man, what a bummer of a trip. Um, yeah. When your grandma gets like 95, there's, you gotta, like, do, you gotta do everything. And also it's like, you're definitely looking backwards instead of forwards. There's nothing more. You're like, I'm going to go to Italy next year. Yeah. There's zero, there's zero conversation about what's to come. And Damn. it's just like, you know, that end of the life conversation where you're like, has she talked about that? No. Katie, Katie's the only one that's tried. I guess I'm a shitty Jesus. grandson. I mean, but she still. was like, what was your favorite decade that you lived? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah. And she was like. She, she didn't have an answer. She's they like, oh, I don't know. They're all great. I can't wait to be honest when I'm just that old. And you're like, I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah. 20s were a blur. 30s were. That's a, Oh, I thought you meant like year decade. Like, like yeah, the 60s were excellent. Oh, yeah. I think we do that thing where it's like we go like the 60s were this. And it's like that started in like 63, what you're thinking of. Also, it's all about the individual. You don't yeah. know who. Someone could have raised. Someone could have been like hippie age in the 60s and then done nothing. And then in the 70s just done blow and fucked and you know what I mean like, writer. yeah at the end he's like we blew it yeah. we messed it up we had yeah. a chance he's yeah. talking about the spirit of the 60s yeah he's like we we had it and then Man, we that really like that wasn't corporate. a thing that kind of affected people that like Hunter S. Thompson obsessively wrote about that about that's what fear and loathing in Las Vegas is about oh interesting it's the really? death of the American dream kind of sought because I think at the end of the I mean this is just what I think it might be obviously I could I'm always wrong um, <laughs> obviously I don't know anything so yeah always but he really liked to write about like um the death of the American dream and, like kind of the end of the 60s broke him that's why he ran for uh mayor of Aspen in 1970 why the freak party because he was like fuck all this shit it's all broken and like the hippies were big Democrats in the Democratic National Convention when they like beat the shit out of people in Chicago he was there reporting on it and he's like what are we doing this yeah. is what we stand for I mean I think our generation's going through something similar with that where like everyone's like Oh, if you're not down with super progressive liberals, that must mean you're a Trump Fuck fan. Fuck you, kill you, kill that guy. Get yeah, but they're your... also like that means you're a Trump fan. You're like, not. not I hate both parties. Right, right. Jay's always talking about this. Like, I don't vote. I've never once voted. Yeah. Why are you trying to be like? You must be a supporter of the supporter of nothing. It's like if I, as a wrestling fan, yeah, if I was like, you don't like the WWE, you like AEW, and you're like, I don't like I don't wrestling. wrestling. Like that's not. And an I'm option. like, no. Yeah. Then you like Ring of Honor. Then you're <laughs> then you're a weirdo, and you like. It really is weird. Where it's like backyard it's, wrestling. It's the necessity to like drop to like out people to other get people. rid of them you have to other them America's yeah. the best at othering people we've yeah. always done that yeah it is pretty lame it's like dude the best example is Rambo 3 how's that because it's like the whole we're obsessed with beating Russia in the Cold War yeah that the entire movie Rambo 3 is about Rambo training the Taliban no really <laughs> yeah oh how did that work it's out after, well <laughs> I think For there's a, a while, couple uh, fucking you know, a couple holidays and some <laughs> moments of silences that you could tell you how that went yeah yeah Rambo caused 9-11 and not enough people are, cause, are talking <laughs> yeah, about Stallone's it yeah Stallone's like I'm, I'm waiting for this yeah. I bet he has an apology written they, the cut scene where he's like this is a box cutter it can do a lot you can cut the throats you can take now when taking over an airplane, you never want to land it. Capitalize with yeah. the fear of the people yeah. you're fucking. Allah Akbar. And they're like, hey, Salai, we gotta cut that from Rambo Their 3. belief that they will survive and will drive you to victory. For there will be a paradise on the paradise on the other side. It was a. Uh, <laughs> but that's everyone does that instead of just being like the best part about America is you can be left alone. Uh, see, this is what's great. They they talk about personal stuff and they talk about it with humor. Okay, next that that one was supposed to be about. Um, Favorite decade in Rambo. Now they're going to talk a little bit about stand-up. Let's keep going. Keep slogging right through this uh, as best we can. Dan Soder, Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank. I, was, I did my first hour, which Shane was at. Where? I didn't know him. Oh, really? He was just in the crowd. Damn. And he, uh, that hour I did for Comedy Central had like five bits that I was like, those are great. And then everything else was me being like, this is an hour. I can do an hour. Right, right, right. I got to get there. I talked to Michelle about it once. It was yeah. like the difference scene, like, no, I can entertain a crowd for an hour now, but this is not special work. Yes. HBO was the first one where I was like, this feels like a special. This yeah. feels I was like- there. It was great. Thanks. Yeah. It was the most fun I've had doing an hour. <coughs> yeah. It was a fun environment, too. The yeah. whole thing was fucking chill and cool. It was great, man. That was probably one of the coolest nights of my life because everyone was there. Everybody was, in New was York. there. You and Nate took a fucking uh, walk through uh, blackout memory lane. My God, dude, that was a fun walk over. Me, <laughs> yeah. you, and Nate. Yeah. We walked over from Bowery, from the Bowery Ballroom to uh, the Village Underground. Where yeah. they were doing the fat blast. Remember when you threw up there? Remember yeah. when we used to try to throw people out of the... It, oh, my God. And Joe List, it was it was yeah. pretty crazy because, like, you know, making that walk over with, with some of the guys that you... Uh, Started with? Like, did those shitty bar shows and would black out and then you, it's like it was surreal you were barking yeah and you're walking over these shows where it's like it's the first level entry shit into new york comedy yeah that's why i'm really like um when we talk about andrew schultz i'm like man he's doing radio city and i remember him barking 
Wow. It like is he nuts. was a Barker. It is nuts. You know people like that in yeah, LA. Sebastian, that are like, like, you mean Sebastian. The guy that works at the Four Seasons? The guy does like, a yeah. tour of arenas. Yeah. And it's not like you don't think these people deserve it. You just still haven't forgotten yeah. the regular dude they are. Burr had a bit about it, about how when religious people, like, like priests, are supposed to have this connection to God, but it's like, but I went to high school with you. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? We drank together. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, Jim, yeah. no, you don't yeah. know God. And that's what's funny because that's like Bobby and Burr are like that. Like, to, Bill Burr to me is an iconic yeah, comedian. Yeah, too. Started before me. I was on, saw him on TV before he But was... Bobby's like my older brother. So when I, I'm close, I'm very close to Bobby. Yeah. So when I talk to Bobby and then I have that like heroic tone about Bill Burr, he'll be like, shut, shut up. up. Yeah. It's fucking Billy Burr. I got like that with Rogan a lot. Too. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, you well, know you, you've never waited for him to come down to the fucking hotel lobby when he said 10 minutes and it's been an hour. Yeah. Yeah, you have friend problems. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. That's why it's fun watching Nate Bargetti become yeah, be massive. the biggest guy. And you're like, I went, dude, I did uh, American funny. Comedy Company in San Diego. And yeah. he was doing the Balboa Theater. <laughs> yeah. And um, Racine was opening for me. And Racine and I would just walk over and just hang out in his theater green room. And it was insane. But the, the most fun part was like, ah, look at you, dude. You're in the big room. Like, you're in the big house. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. It really is. And you're just like looking around. And then, yeah, because it's your friends. It's just your friends you see come up with. Yeah. So it's fucking cool. Yeah. So look, there's some there's some comedy bits in here. There's a little bit of serious stuff. So I thought maybe we'd show some of the serious things because I think this is what's great. You know, you, you see these guys all the time and then you get a chance to kind of, uh, I don't know, hear some more personal aspects of them. Pretty good stuff. This is a little bit more. This is about Dan's uh, being, like he said, California trash and bringing some heat into the house. No, no. He was 22. He was 34 when he had me. So, okay. so he was 44 when wow. he moved to Lakeport. Should be slowing down, but I get it, dude. I guess. Man, uh, he moved to that fucking town and what's Lakeport? He was the fucking cock king of Lakeport. He was because he had all his teeth. It's a, it's a lake town. That's an old. That's a hack Lakeport joke. Um, yeah, man, it's it's near Clear Lake in California. It's completely true, though. And it's like uh, three hours north of San Francisco, about two and a half hours, three hours north of San Francisco, and uh, right out, right east of Ukiah. Yeah. And it's just like this fucking rural vacation town. And he moved there and became the bartender of the bowling alley, and would just Your go to dad. He would just go get fucked up, dude. That's I, so weird. I, I mean, started visiting weird. and it got dark. That's when shit got dark. That's when shit went what from being mean? like, I love going to San Francisco to like, I feel fucking nervous all the time with around these people. They were like aggressively, they grabbed me and be like, hey! And I'm like, what? I, I don't fucking know you, dude. Too drunk. Too drunk, too aggressive, mean. Some yeah. of these motherfuckers were mean. Yeah. And I just, it was like, when you see rural white trash, you see like real white trash, it's fucking unnerving. Damn. It's not like party like they they say party and right. then two hours later they're staring at you and they're like who the fuck do you think you are and you're like I don't dude I don't know this I don't know, is I don't know. I'm scary. sorry and I was a kid I was 10 11 remember easy rider where they beat up and killed Nicholson yeah because it was like I don't like you you're an yeah, outsider you're a hippie yeah. you're fucking weird yeah, you smoke like, weed and it's like uh, yeah and they beat him to death but it was a thing where like I saw my dad when I was 10 12 maybe 10 11 12 and then didn't see him again until he died. Wow. Like, he moved up there and it was that rapid. He got hepatitis C from a... Needle? No, from a chick he was fucking. Oh, my God. And that God. turned into... Oh, my God. It turned into cirrhosis. Dude, like, no offense, but, like, what trash? It doesn't make any sense that you come from such trash. <laughs> well, my I mom, mean, I my mom isn't trash. My mom isn't okay, trash. Okay, My mom is college-educated, worked in corporate what she, America. What was she, what was she, does she just have a nice dick? I mean, my dad could dick down, yeah, dude. I no, here's the thing about my dad. My dad was on the fringe of becoming trash. And then when he moved to that town, it he gave up. He just gave up. Damn. He was like, I'm just going to get fucked up. Fuck that. I lost two kids. Because my sister, my mom and my sister's mom had a good relationship. Because when my parents got married, my mom was like, hold up. You got a fucking kid? And my dad was like, yeah. And he's like, my mom's like, you're going to get in touch with her. Like, fuck that. And he was like, he's like, I don't, I owe him money. And my mom was like, all right, then we're going to pay her back. Wow. And so my mom reached out to his ex-wife and was like, hey, I'm Gary's new wife, Trish. Let's fucking... Meet up, schmooze. Not even. About Gary. I don't think they've ever met. They just talked on the phone. I mean, why would you? Yeah, but she was like, hey, listen, I'm married to Gary. I want him in Michelle's life. What do we got to do? What did she say? All right. Do and you know Michelle? I, so Michelle was, I met Michelle for the first time when I was four years old. She was 16. It was when we were living in Connecticut when my mom was, that's where I was born, when my mom was working for Aetna. Yeah. And then when we moved to Colorado, when I was about 10, nine or 10, my mom started pay, pay, buying Michelle a plane ticket. So Michelle's like 22. Michelle would fly out and stay a, a week or two with us in Denver, like twice, like once a year. And then I'd go visit her in California. Oh, that's okay. So, so we became close. That's cool. So like by the time I was 12, I had this cool older sister out of nowhere uh -huh. who like saved my life. Common with you too. Just, but told me it wasn't my fault. She was the first person that's like, yo, it's this guy. She's 12 years older. She's been through it already. She's like, it's the She's family. Like, oh, oh, I get what you're going through. Cause I, I went through this exact thing with this exact guy. 
It ain't your fault. Exactly. You're a lunatic. Yeah, and, and also, I was, wow. that was a real dark period in, uh, in my mom, like, living at home, because my mom had brought in my, my, my godfather, my dad's former best friend, who my dad had fucked it up by drinking and, like, showing up to their wedding uninvited and, like, throwing up at the wedding, just being, like, a real alcoholic problem. So I didn't, I didn't, like, disagree why Joe hated my dad, but he brought that heat into the house. All right. Uh... Once again, seems to get a little dark there, but uh, Dan Soder just is an open book, and Ari does a great job of leading out. So I know some of these clips are a little bit long. So if you don't have the time to go, I'm going to play just two more here. Um, there's and Dan talks about the, actually if you watch the Michael Malice interview with him, uh, he goes into some more detail about some of this stuff. Uh, fantastic though, uh, Dan Soder, Ari Shafir, take it away. This is about uh, his sister a little bit more. Funeral. So I went to his funeral, and I was the only one that spoke. What'd you say? I don't know. I, I was like trying not to cry. Four score. Like, I lied again. I lied again. I was like, I love my dad. You know, my dad did a lot. You know, he was a good dad, and he wasn't. He just fucking lied to a room full of half caring strangers. I had to speak at Mitzi's memorial, and, yeah. I, and I remember going like, whatever. I was, gonna, I was just like, she was a cunt. <laughs> like, let's not fool ourselves. Yeah. Like, she helped us all out a lot, but let's not act like she was just like nice yeah. person. Yeah. She was a, a fucking horrible. Yeah. She, wrecked it just ruined our lives every day and got joy in it but you know we needed her yeah but it's hard to not it's hard not to lie when when you're trying to memorialize someone and i and, and in that moment i kind of did this psychological thing where i cantonized my father i made him like the pope like he was a, he was a fucking saint he was like oh well he had a it's genetic and his father had it so it wasn't his fault and then right i, I just mean, took that deep into, just, took that deep into my 20s really that it was not his fault it's genetic yeah that it was like oh man the alcoholism got him. He was a good dad, except he was an alcoholic. And then through therapy, yeah. the therapist was like, dude, that guy didn't fucking try. That guy, you know, people try. And I was like, ah, yeah. Like you can try and fail. It's still a step up from not trying and failing. Yeah. But I understand also why that fucking viewpoint got solidified was because my dad died December 12th, 1997. Uh, it was my freshman year of high school. And then my junior year. Is that year, the Mayan calendar ended? Yeah. And that <laughs> was when we knew. Um, but then my junior year, 1999 in October, Michelle was killed in a car accident right before I was supposed to call her. Your like, sister? Yeah. Oh, no. So she got like taken out oh. quick. So that was like a one-two punch that kind of just Damn. made me turn off for a while. I was kind of like, yeah, fuck the world. Damn. Like, well, there ain't nothing out there but just pain. No, I was uh, I, I didn't go emo or goth, but I, I got real into substances. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, last one here. Uh Ari Shafir forgot to ask him a question. So this is relatively soon. Remember, Ari started this interview in a shorts, no shoes, and uh, no shirt. And then he put a shirt on. Uh, now he's got a hat, a sweat <laughs> sweatshirt, and Dan's got a jacket on. Uh, we recorded the uh, meat of this, and until now, I have added a storytelling show at the Village Underground, May 2nd, guys. Uh, surprise lineup. As always, um, there, sorry, that was for you, Marissa. But uh, May 2nd, Village Underground, get tickets right now. Hurry up. Okay. Guaranteed to be a good show. Guaranteed. Always is. Last one was fucking great at the Grammar City. Damn. I want to do this because I didn't, I realized I had a question. Do you want to have children? Um, no. You don't? No. I did for a long time. Is any of that associated with your dad? Nah, yeah. I think so. I mean, I also, when we did a, a majority of this podcast, I felt kind of uh, selfish, like I took it away. What do you mean? Because we didn't talk about your dad at all. I didn't want to. <laughs> I, but I felt like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to work on this thing of being a better listener and yeah. being like a better person. And yeah. I feel like I'm like, la, 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 and just shit out my story. No, no. Legitimately, when the person has a podcast, everyone's critique is, you host the podcast, why are you talking so much? The guest is on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's our, I don't think I've never not heard that with a bonfire. Bonfire, God damn, everybody's like, you can't get a word in with those guys, they have a rhythm. <laughs> Joe List had my, that roast joke at Lewis's Roast where he goes, uh, Jay, Dan Soder has a radio show with Jay Okerson where they, uh, called The Bonfire, where they invite guests on and then you wrestle to get a word in. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, uh, that's pretty accurate. Um, yeah, don't worry about my dad, that's fine. My dad was But I'm there. saying, does, you, had a, you, had a, you have a strong relationship with your dad. The opposite, we talked about a little bit. It was the, the you don't, but do you not want kids? No. And, and is that because of your dad? No, not at all. That's a good point. That's a good retort to that question. <laughs> why why do you not want kids? I, I, um, I could tell you the where I've gotten to with why. I just have no interest in it. I always thought I would, and then it's just not there. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. It's Six. not. All right, I'm, I'm going to let you watch that part. There's you go 20 minutes on that last question. And and to me, it's almost a sad situation where I see two guys that I think are, well, are, are maybe questionable. But Dan, going through this stuff, got his life together. Seems like a good guy, and they're not having kids. So uh, together, they should have kids. 
anyway, uh, great interview. A uh, part of it for me is um, tomorrow we have my my father in law's um, service. He died what a week and a half or so ago, and, and I've got to get up and say some things. And you know, you you, you go through that exact thing of like, okay, you know, there could have been some shitty things in their life. Do you, do you just memorialize them and like there's some sort of lionized in a sense? Um, now I've got plenty of good things to say about this gentleman, so it won't be a problem for me. But I'm not gonna, you know, sit there and glow about him um, unnecessarily. Okay, uh, might be wrong. Said started. Uh, why is Ari shirtless? This is rough. Yes, it is. It gets better. He puts a hat on later. Okay, last one we're gonna do here, I think, is Dave Smith. Got in the same vein as the um, Dan Soder thing. He goes on Jacob. Uh, Daniel's uh, Daniel 318 podcast, Dave Smith, the Libertarian Tupac, and he does a few things. I thought it was great. We'll just uh, Some of it was fatherhood, uh, your belief system, and all those kind of things. So uh, for me, it, it, it sunk in well. You know, I'm in a good spot in my life. I, I'm preaching in a sense of what Dan's just talking about and get your shit together. Be that good person for your, your family and your kids and you know, do what you have to do. And then you got Dave Smith, who actually seems to be doing that. And Daniel, uh, or Jacob, talks about, I don't know, I can't play the clip here, but it talks about how he actually delivered his other, his, one of his children. Yikes. I couldn't even, I had to kill one of our chickens the other day and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just let it die. Um, so good for him. I, I don't know what that has to do with birth and a baby, but uh, like he said, uh, you just do it if you have to. Okay. Dave Smith, let's play this clip. This one is about uh, magnets on the wall. But my daughter, so my daughter's three and she's, uh, she, she's just in this amazing, you know, three-year-old phase. And she, uh, so she had this, um, this magnet that uh, she was like sticking on the fridge and she was putting like a picture up with the magnet and she takes the magnet off of the fridge and she goes, she goes, daddy, let's stick it on the wall. And I went, oh baby, the magnets only stick on, on the refrigerator. It's not gonna stick on the wall. And she looked back at me and she went, maybe. <laughs> and, and I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like the magnets, it'll only stick on the refrigerator, but it's not gonna stick on the, the wall. And she goes, maybe, let's see. Right. And I was like, okay yeah. all right so like let's go see like what can i say and she just takes it over she, she gets up on the couch and she stands on the couch and she went to stick it on the wall and i swear to god i think i got trapped into just her three-year-old magic of <laughs> yeah. the world where i was like maybe let's see let's see <laughs> what happens and she just puts it on the wall and it just falls right behind the couch and then she just looked over at me like and she goes daddy what happened and i went you know what i probably should have been like I, I knew that was going to happen, but I got lost in your cuteness for a second. And now it's a huge couch. It's like a four sectional couch. And I'm like, I have a huge job on my hands to move this to now right. get that out. But just the amazing moment of her going, maybe let's see, like in this three-year-old right. size, I'm like, well, I can't rob her of this. Let's go test it out. And I don't, I don't know why I can't even explain it, but I just go, that was just like the greatest little moment that I had earlier today. It was just magical. Okay. But when they get older, you can't, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm muted. Uh, that's great. But when they get older, Dave, uh, you can't necessarily do that anymore. So they have to, you have to grind a little bit of the real world in them and say, uh, no, there's no effing way that thing's sticking to the wall. What if you stuck it to a spot where there was a metal, uh, a nail there <laughs> that stuck? It might be, uh, thank you. I got muted there. Um, okay. So we're going to keep, we only got a few. Um, you're good. Thank you. Uh, we're only going to play a few more clips here from Dave because I think you should go check it out. Um, but this one is, what's this one? A mythical conversion. And Dave could go on. So we're not going to play his whole answers here, but I thoroughly enjoyed uh, what they were. So um, Daniel asked him a question and here I'm we one go. One of these uh, uh, mythological creatures that supposedly doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. um, someone who came from the left that, that Dave Smith, the, the, the alt-right Nazi Jew, uh, did effective outreach to and brought into the liberty movement. Because um, so I was a, like a registered Democrat, uh, big Bernie Sanders supporter back in like, you know, 2014, 15 and all that. Uh, and didn't, I got shamed into voting for Hillary uh, Clinton in 2016. Like, like I knew wasn't a good pick. I was anti-war back then. And I was just like, no, but uh, you know, I got caught up in the, you know, like orange man, bad Trump, bad, whatever. Um, and then I, I saw, and this is, I've heard you cite this debate before. Uh, and, and you said you lost uh, with uh, Sam Cedar because after uh, uh, Trump's like, you know, first six months and how the left started kind of going like, you know, really kind of like really crazy and the media was going crazy with the, you know, just it became even to me where I was at. I was like, OK, well, you know, I, I still kind of identified as a, a moderate left leaning person. Um, but I was like, okay, these people are just going so crazy that like I can't follow them where they're going. So I started just, you know, it, while I'm working and stuff, I've always listened to podcasts. So um, I I don't know how it happened. I can't remember. But your debate with Sam Cedar came up and um I think because you said you lost that debate. I don't know. Like, he, I think it's just he had some points you weren't quite ready to counter on, like unfunded liabilities and stuff. That was kind of like what you guys were talking about. 
Um, but you brought up some really interesting, like you brought up, like you, you represented the message of Liberty well and got me curious. So then I started going on like binge watching a bunch of other stuff that came up after I watched that debate with you. And so then I discovered Tom Woods. And then, I mean, I don't think any explanations needed after that, right. um, you know, because because then I realized all of the like the things that I cared about as someone who was on the left, like I cared about income inequality. I cared about uh, corruption in politics and corporate bailouts and and all these things. And then once like the connection was made that the root of all this was our monetary policy and the Federal Reserve. And then I kind of, you know, found the Austrian School of Economics and realized why socialism doesn't work and central planning and regulated markets don't work like it just, you know, very rapidly in like 20. Uh, 17 2018 i just like very quickly fell down the libertarian pipeline and uh, the the rest is history but uh I, I wanted to bring that up with you because i i've heard you talk about that debate a couple times and say that you didn't do so well but i mean it 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 definitely you know caught my eye back in i mean i didn't watch it the year you did it i watched it like in 2017 like late 2016 2017 or yeah, something that was but. it was what yeah i think it was earlier than that We'll let Dave uh, and go watch that, and, and then Dave does a great breakdown. I, I, I don't know how he remembers his points that he made there. Uh, I can't remember shit like that. Um, first of all, objection, uh, Jacob. Uh, compound was that a, even a question? That was a long. Uh, no, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, so let's go let's put some quotes uh, quotes here. Um, Justin says, "Fact check this podcast. How much did Jacob pay you to promote his show?" And obviously not enough, but I'm doing it anyway. Um, Jason Booth said, that's like when a little kid hands you a play phone, you answer it. Imagination is a beautiful thing. Let them keep it up as long as possible. Exactly. I think I, I read a book years ago, Michael Medved. He's a talk show host. It's uh, um, something about keeping kids basically innocent as long as possible. And I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, but at some point you need to grind them into the real world and kick them out of your house. Okay. I uh, might be wrong. Says I actually started POTP from the beginning about two months ago. I'm on episode, episode 699 right now. Dave really was aggressively atheist at the at the beginning and in, in, in the beginning. And we're going to play some of those things here. Um, and now he's a Christian conservative, says fact check this podcast. LOL. Okay. Um, so the next one we are going to play is um, God Talk. And so this is exactly what it is. And I think it's it's uh, pretty brave of Dave. And, and, you know, there's people like myself who have been, um, you know, Christians all their lives. And sometimes we don't even feel this confident talk about it as, as Dave is, who's just, I don't know what he is, but he just has a connection. And I think it's pretty cool that he's just open and honest about these kind of things. And this is what you should be in your life. If you have convictions, I don't care what they are, state them out there. Some of the best things you can do is try to articulate your beliefs, whether it's on in writing, whether it's uh, on a podcast or whatnot. Uh, when you do, you sometimes realize, as uh, you maybe heard really early in the beginning, then fit statesman Zach uh, Brown talked about like some of his first shows, how it was horrible. Sometimes doing these podcasts, you talk your way through and you realize you don't have a firm grasp on things. You understand them better. The more you make arguments and everything else, uh, Jason says, uh, Giants 171, woohoo. I, I don't like the Giants. But let's go, Jason, uh, J- <laughs> Jacob, and Dave, God Doc. I want to hear us talk about a bit more is, is how you went from from atheist to I, I don't even know if you would classify yourself as religious now or what your beliefs are. But uh, but yeah, which, what, what, what was that uh, experience like for you? Well, I don't know what I would classify myself as. I, I believe in God and I like I pray a lot and I feel like I have a like a personal relationship with God. Um, I don't know. I don't really have much of a, a an opinion or an identity beyond that. I don't really have a strong feeling on like what denomination or what religion is correct or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so I was basically a lifelong atheist. I mean, I was Jewish. I'm Jewish, and like I, I was bar mitzvahed, and my family like celebrated all the Jewish holidays. But there was never like a strong like, you know, you believe in God. It was always kind of that was kind of loose. And most of the people in my family, even though we followed all of these traditions, were kind of atheists. Um, yeah, no, no. And, my 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 family on my dad's side is all Jewish, so I kind of know what you mean. You know, there's a lot of that in like yeah. Reform Judaism. There's a lot of just like we're just atheists, but we like doing all this stuff. So yeah, I, don't, I remember my my grandfather was like a devout atheist, but like super into all the Jewish like like, yeah. like holidays and and you know what I mean. Like he yeah, was it's, upset. It's... He was upset when my dad so my my dad converted to Christianity and like uh like me and my siblings we didn't get bar mitzvah or do any of that stuff, and he was really upset about that, even though it was like but. Like you don't you don't care about any of the religious stuff. It was just like a cultural identity for him. Yeah. So there was so a lot of things. So I was like, um, as I got older in like my my twenties, I was like really like kind of a militant atheist. 
Like I really just love, even in my teens, actually, in my teen years, I remember um, when I was like uh, in, in, high, in high school, I think it was my junior year of high school, maybe my senior year of high school. This is how old I am, okay? So I got a, 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 a TV VCR. Do you remember what that was? Where it was like one yeah. unit that's a TV yeah. and a VCR? Dude, I know to kids today, that's not like, what are you talking about? Dude, that was so dope at the time, okay? And I had it and it was in my room. So I could watch videos in my bedroom, just incredible. Uh, now, today, not so cool, yeah. but at the time, <laughs> Really, there's a real have, chick magnet was that TV done. VCR. <laughs> my old bedroom still has an old, uh, no, I, I'm a little younger than you, so mine was a TV DVD VCR combo yeah. mounted on the wall, and it's still there, and yeah. it's like 140 pixel. But I'm know, trying to giant explain that you're a, you're a spoiled brat. You have no idea what it was like to. <laughs> I'm going to let you all, I'm going to let you all check that out. Um, I, I think they go into the conversation really well. Uh, last few things uh, might be wrong, says. Uh, I actually think being agnostic makes sense for Dave right at the moment. He always stated he loved libertarianism because of philosophy admits he we don't necessarily know what's best for anyone else's life. I, I totally agree. Um, anyway, that's what we have for today's show. Thanks, everybody. Um, there, there was a few last things I would mention here. There was some other shows I was going to talk about uh, last week and then just got too busy. Um, Kill Liberty podcast. We're going to come up with another one this next month, so make a look for that. Uh, join us. Uh, please be one of the participants. That'll be number three. Um, Clint has been having Judge Knapp on. Those are very good. Uh, Dave had General uh, McGregor on. I enjoyed that as well. Break the Cycle with Josh Smith uh, with Top Lobster, one of my favorites always. And then Tim Pool had Brian Nichols on of uh, you know Libertarian whatever show. Um, it's with we Are Libertarians. I think he's part of that network and that had over 360-some thousand. Uh, it wasn't an impressive show with Brian, but the libertarian being able to be on there, I thought uh, in itself, that was its, uh, like I said, that that itself was somewhat, um, I don't know about impressive, perhaps, but at least it was pretty cool to have on. So that's what we have. All right, everybody. Thanks again. Libertarian Podcast Review, episode 40, I think, in the books. So look for us next time. I'm going to try to do a deeper dive on some of these other shows. Until then, take care. But she's back. Chick-fil-A is completely overrated. It's not that good. I prefer Zaxby's. I prefer Popeye's. Takes a tough man to make a tender forecast, Nick. And I guess that's good. Keep fucking that chicken. For, should I vote for Dick Cheney on the Libertarian Party? Do I yes. have an obligation to vote for Dick Cheney? I would say so. Yes. Well, did it work for those people? <laughs> no. It never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but... <laughs> But it might work for us. That one dude was like, not a podcast, I can't find it anywhere, and they don't have video. <laughs> oh, yeah, Peter Janky, yeah. He's yeah, a... I blocked him. I'll do it. If he unblocks me, I'll... I'll... <laughs> He'll buy your shirt if you unblock him, Bert. He's a wigger. Yeah, nothing cooler than so a 49-year-old wigger. Like... Yeah, I just started I live streaming. Cut me some slack. I'm fucking, I'm pretty high-tech for a boomer. Uh, but anyways, I... Boomer. <laughs>